Hi everyone, welcome to the Mind, Money and Body podcast. This podcast, we bring to you experts from across the world and we speak about mental, physical and financial well-being. Because these three core aspects are essential to your success. If you have financial well-being but don't have good health, it doesn't matter. At the same time, if you have good physical health but you don't have money to enjoy, of course, you know, it's not going to work. So that is why we are covering all these three aspects for you. And today we are going to speak with Miss Tucci, who is from Singapore. And she has been an achiever. And if I just start with, she is the country chair uh, in Singapore, Global Goodwill Ambassadors. She is the vice president at South Asia, Southeast Asia Global Goodwill Ambassadors. She is a life coach, motivational speaker, a laughter therapy coach, that's most important. We'll talk about that in detail. Uh, laughter therapy is something which we should be practicing. We'll speak about that and we'll hear from Ms. Uh, she is author for a book called Code to Happiness. She has been a former principal at various international schools in Singapore. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Ms. Suchi. Hi, Vikram. Thank you for having me. That was good. So when you work hard for so many years and when you're being introduced on a podcast and you realize, oh, that was what you had done in your life. But thank you so much. My pleasure. <laughs> and of course, you know, I just started, as I said, the list is very long. You know, there have been a huge list of achievements and, uh, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about laughter therapy in particular today and uh, stress management because as you see that, you know, Corona and the uh, the environment which we are today into, you know, the lockdown situation, many people are suffering uh, issues related to their mental well-being, uh, financial well-being. So we'll uh, talk to Mitsuchi and we'll just hear from her uh, what we can do and, you know, how you can manage the situation, how you can grow in this. Because I feel that there is a tremendous opportunity, you know, whenever there is a crisis situation, that means that, you know, there is a signal that you can do even more and you can achieve more. So we all are taking this as an opportunity and uh, that's why, you know, uh, I would like to, you know, hear from uh, Ms. Suchi also and she would tell us that how you can, you know, make your life better. So ma'am, uh, what is your view in terms of uh, uh, laughter therapy in particular? So I have been, you know, observing people um, like in our society where we used to live in India. So there, you know, a lot of people, they formed the laughter club and in the morning, you know, they used to laugh. So even I used to enjoy that because the moment you get up and uh, seven o'clock in the morning, you hear people laughing around. So it gives you a positive feeling, right? Uh, laughter is such a therapy. And even sitting at home, if you hear someone else laughing, you feel happy. Now imagine when you laugh, what will happen? What is your viewpoint now? Yeah, so uh, laughter is being taken as like a granted thing. Like whenever we want, we can laugh, and it's the the science behind hormones, happy hormones, stress hormones. Is there is very little or no awareness about it. So when I picked up some exercises from a local coach here in Singapore, I did not stop it there. So the one you're mentioning, you go to the park, laugh. Yes. You just laugh for some time. You don't really work on your uh, system in a way when it comes to brain chemistry, body chemistry. So there's so much science and there's so much to learn about it. I went deep down and I studied about it. I studied about brain development and 
I applied a lot of knowledge to see what happens exactly when I do this and that. I did. I conducted some experiments, science experiments, and I read a lot for one good year. And after that, I came out with laughter therapy, where I don't want the participants or my clients to just stop up, stop after the ha 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 ha, and then go back and get angry and shout at their loved ones. So I just wanted to make sure that they work on themselves internally, not just on the surface. And they really, really, uh, the therapy I had designed really helped them to fix any issues like past trauma, grief. Uh, anything which is not working from them for them to get rid of that negativity. So what I did is I designed it. I designed it in a way where clients or participants work on themselves internally. They fix any issues which are going with them, which are sometimes they're not even aware. So what we hear, like whenever I am being interviewed, is that like, yes, people laugh in the garden, people laugh in the garden, but that doesn't really work if you just laugh for some time and you come back home and you start to get upset with your loved ones and you're not happy with yourself so there's so much science behind it and once we understand how fantastically beautifully our brain is uh, designed the way we are designed so it's really empowering it's really empowering to understand our anatomy our physiology and it's really empowering to know that we have this power and ability to take control of our hormones. Like, so what are the stress hormones? What are the happy hormones? Okay, what kind of things we do? What kind of changes in our lifestyle we should make? What kind of routines we should adopt in order to get the dosage of happy hormones? And okay, so I get this dosage of happy hormones. My happy hormones are very high, like three. And then the stress hormones will go lower. So it's that easy. The blood pressure will be normal. Your sugar levels are going to be in your control. And everything is being done naturally. So there's like, you don't need to pop up a pill. There are so many people who are depressed, they stop taking their depression medicine. So it's that powerful. So I'm not talking about just five minutes laughter or 10 minutes laughter. There is so much science behind it. And it, it's really good to know that we are designed very powerfully the way we are designed. It's all about people not being aware. Yeah. I think that's a big myth you are breaking today because yes, a lot of people think that it's all about five or 10 minutes of laughter, which is not the case. So it has to be about inner happiness, isn't it? So uh, yes, I completely agree with you. And also about knowing that your brain will release happy hormones, endorphins, and all sorts of the other happy hormones. If you do this, 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 there is some science behind it. So just because I'm on this podcast right now, I just want to share with the viewers and audience and those who are listening, listeners, that uh, if you laugh out loud using your belly, not just your facial part, like this, 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 no, it doesn't work that way. So you need to laugh out loud using your belly. So practice belly laughter for 15 to 20 minutes. Then your brain will release endorphins. Okay, that's a great point. And I wanted to ask you, for example, if somebody is not feeling like to laugh, he is in a situation or in a mental state where he or she is not feeling like to laugh. So what he or she should do? I get this so often. I'm speaking, uh, speaking at a scientific conference and there was a neurologist, a very senior neurologist. And, just like, and I say, do this, come on, this. He's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. You want me to laugh when someone is dead? That's, so I get it very often when people say that, uh, I don't feel like, so even if you are depressed, yeah, I work with a lot of people who are depressed, 
when you practice fake laughter, brain will not know the difference. The brain will still release endorphins if you practice belly laughter for 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, that's a great information. So we can uh, we can fake it till we make it. So okay, uh, okay. so we can send the signals to brain. Brain would not know. Brain would not know whether it's real or fake. So you are working on yourself, forcing yourself to laugh. And when one person starts to laugh, the other one would not be able to control laugh. I know because I sometimes I conduct it for 500 people, and it's so beautiful to see someone is feeling very low. But I just tell them to believe in whatever I'm saying and read up more about it and just laugh. You know, let go because. In some countries, it's not advisable for them to laugh. Even if, if someone smiles, it's being seen as the person is weaker than the other people. And you are weaker because you are smiling. So they take pride in being serious and controlling themselves. And this kind of people are the ones who are like a walking, walking volcanoes. And then they, they have so many bottles of feelings, so much inside them. And one day they just burst. They kill others. They they do all sorts of negative things, so it's really important to let go, let go and laugh on that. Yeah. I think you are right. Even I came across a research a few years ago, and it said a very surprising thing. And they said that leaders don't laugh. Now, this was something which was somehow shocking to me. And I observed in my corporate life when I was working with corporate companies and uh, the multinational companies, there the leaders, the top management, they don't use to smile, you know, they, they don't use to laugh because of stress, because of something, or they might have read this kind of a research. So even for some time, I stopped like, you know, I started, you know, uh, acting like that, that even if I am like feeling like to laugh on a joke, because I'm like that, you know, if I want to laugh, if I want to cry, I'll do that, you know, there is no stopping. I don't live for, uh, you know, of course, you don't live for others, you know, you don't, uh, if you are having some feeling, of course, you you have it, you know, you can't hide it really and you should not be hiding that because of course, as you said, that it will burst sometime. So, it, so after that, you know, I after, after a few weeks, I simply decided that I cannot act like that. Even if you are senior, junior, whatever you are, whichever uh, situation you are, whichever scenario you are in, if you are with your seniors, with your juniors, with your subordinates with your family if you are feeling like to smile laugh go ahead you know don't don't shy away or don't hide the actual real emotions so that's my key takeaway and i have been like i don't uh, i don't hide my feelings if i am even if i am upset or angry it comes on my face uh, too fast so that's the uh, for some it might be a problem but for me it's very natural so even if sometimes people People can gauge that, you know, I'm not, I'm not in agreement with their viewpoint or I'm not feeling like to do this. And that's pretty much on my face. And I, I'm very clear about that. So, uh, I, and I, and I really profess that if you are feeling like that, please express. The anger can be managed. Anger management can be learned. And uh, one can learn how to regulate emotions so from a very early age. So. We didn't have any adults going around throwing tantrums or shouting, screaming at their loved ones. Or even like you said, your boss or your your superior or whoever who was, who was boss. Already mentioned boss was not a leader, so he was not smiling. And so um, there is nothing to feel good about when say when I'm, I'm like serious and this is how I manage. So 
true leaders wouldn't really bother how someone else is looking at and thinking about them because they know their job well they know how to being the principal of many international schools i used to laugh at work i used to get my team members to laugh at me in my meetings would be very fun and very uh, in a very conduct being connectivity it was kind of a really very relaxed environment so it didn't make me a bad leader because i was laughing out loud it okay that time i was not even a lucky post i really became lucky post after five years back for many years back when i was working preschool as a principal i was just being myself as a leader who who know i i know who i am so i'm not bothered about what other people think about me so uh, if you come across somebody who said that you know uh, be serious and this is that they don't do that because uh, then then you become angry right like you, you you're not able to control your emotions and you're not able to regulate so uh, it can be done like one can learn how to practice emotional mastery you can regulate your emotions you can you would be able to respond better if you have learned that yeah ma'am some quick tips about how to manage anger or any any particular tips for example you know uh, if somebody is in a bad situation or just you know Uh, got to argue with someone so what should they be doing because you know once you uh, let's say argue with someone the effect lasts for hours right so how to control that after effect uh, what should we should be doing so first of all you need when the person must or whoever is working on himself or herself need to know that it can be learned so if it's not being taught or like when i was preschool principal i used to have anger management workshop for children little children those who were, they were only like below 7 and they used to go back and say like mommy if you're really angry why don't you say tell daddy like excuse yourself for the daddy could you please go for a walk and come back and talk to mommy so these little children picked up tips on how my anger can be managed and they they started to tell their parents because Look, my, our, our children are telling us how to manage anger. So why don't you conduct a workshop for us, and then we can conduct a workshop for parents. So first of all, when someone is angry, uh, you must see anger as like an emotion, see it coming and going. So know that after some time you'll be all right. So you, you should not interact, mingle, and get angry on the people around you because anger is uh, negative energy. So when someone is angry at you, shouting, screaming, saying things to you, your uh, our body is made up of seventy uh, percent of water. So whatever people say to us, it affects our cells, body cells, the tissue. There are cells, and it contains seventy percent of water. So no matter how much I practice emotional mastery, but if I'm being told and scolded all the time, my body chemistry, my brain chemistry will change. So it takes. Uh, a lot of practice for someone to reach to a level where you don't really get affected by people who are angry with you but uh, for people who are still picking that up it would be really good to excuse yourself excuse yourself and do not say things when you're angry because even if you say sorry later and say like you know i didn't really mean it and stuff it doesn't work it by the time you already uh, changed the, that person's uh, body chemistry by Uh, saying things which you didn't mean to because you were angry and people also should also uh, stop taking pride in like when you mentioned like i get angry like you should not take pride in being angry because it's something which you can work on like you can you can behave lovingly why not 
right? So, um, excuse yourself, go for a walk, play a soccer game, whatever is available. Maybe uh, just lock yourself in a room and then just take a bolt of pillow and hit that just to, to let go of your anger. But not on people because as I mentioned that, uh, we had in many experiments and scientifically proven that words carry energy, words carry power. So whatever someone is saying to you, it's actually changing your body chemistry. So our body contains 70% of water. So cell anatomy will change because of the words you hear. So whatever people say to you, even what you say to yourself, it's very important to use positive terminology, use positive words. So the positive affirmations are very, very important. I think now we are leading to a very interesting conversation about positive affirmations. So ma'am, please elaborate how we can practice positive affirmations, where we should start from, how we should be practicing it. Maybe then early in the morning when you wake up, because when you wake up, your morning routine sets the tone for the rest of your day. So whatever happens to you in the morning, whatever you say to yourself, like how uh, frantically you get up from your bed, how chaotic or uh, how uh, busy your morning is, it depends, it, it would set the tone for the rest of the day. So when you wake up, the first thing you do is set an intention. My morning routine involves setting an intention because when you set an intention and start your day, sometimes uh, I get whatever I want by noon. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So set an intention and be grateful. So I, my book, book quote to happiness is based on how someone can uh, use uh, the techniques and change, make some changes in the lifestyles and routines in order to practice gratitude. So I have written uh, 600 journals where I did not repeat the reason for me to be grateful. When you start your morning, you should feel grateful and set an intention, be grateful. Tell, tell, talk to the universe because uh, I see myself being a part of this universe, whole earth's consciousness. So see yourself as a part of that energy so you don't feel like sad, depressed, low, I, nobody loves me and this and that. So as we already know, words carry power, words carry energy. So you can design your own affirmations based on what you want in life. Like, I'm loved. If you're not feeling loved, I'm loved. I am loved. I am loved. And you really, really, really visualize you being loved by people around you. So like I'm being invited for interviews, I am being appreciated, I am being given a lot of flower bouquets, I am being received at the airport, I am being paid highly for speaking. So the affirmation depends on what, what, what one is asking for, looking for in life and then you say it aloud a few times to change your body chemistry. So you can do it early in the morning, you can do it in the afternoon and do it in the evening, depends on even if you get stuck in the traffic and instead of like cursing and saying bad words and like, you know, getting angry at your loved ones, say affirmation because it changes your body That's a very strong message, Nam. Thank you so much. Um, yes, of course, you know, whatever we appreciate, it grows. I have learned that. And yes, in the mornings, I have stopped reading news. So that's something I have practiced because the moment you pick, earlier we used to have newspapers, people had habit of reading the newspaper the first thing in the morning strict no i stopped newspapers it's been years despite the fact that i was working with newspaper myself you know 10 years back so i yeah so i was writing for newspapers and then i moved to digital 
and uh, you know i used to pick my mobile and read the news through my mobile now everything is negative sensational you know even nowadays uh, in whatsapp groups which are very popular the moment you get up you find negative news about corona these many people have died there is no news about that these many people have recovered there is no news there is a news of deaths you know the calamity the all the negative news around so i have completely stopped for the first 2 to 2 to 3 hours i don't read news at all i think about my children my family the things which i have got from the god and i just you know uh, keep praying that thank you so much gratitude and that's how i begin my day and that has really transformed my mindset because then rest of my day you know i set the tone for the rest of my day so this awareness is in you because there are not many people are not aware they have nothing to do with the sit down and forward negative news to other people but someone else who read it feel very sad and look forward to other person the forwarding negative news is something i don't get involved in and someone who is spreading positivity around the world so it's really you have this awareness that look i can take control of what i can take control of the certain things are not in my control but you can always save yourself from that the saving yourself from that is important because everything is energy when if you see a piece of news that's energy and that affects your energy you need to understand that part so i'm so glad that you had taken control of that but i take control control of my energy no matter what happens around me i think how i feel what i want to feel whatever is in my control so it's very empowering yeah uh, yeah that's true so you were talking about children in your school and i really love the fact that you were the principal at international schools and being around with children because that's something uh children always make you learn we feel that you know uh, children know nothing you know they are just 4 uh, years 5 years old or even toddlers you know uh, they have so much to you know to teach you uh, for example you know they are so forgiving you scold them now after 5 minutes they will come back to you laughing and playing with you you know uh, so you feel like that i scolded him or her you know so much and again you know she is coming back to me he's coming back to me again playing with me again so sweet no harm no ill feelings no nothing like that so what happens when people grow up you know uh, after some time when we are like about especially after 15 years of age then people start behaving differently uh, they start evolving their ego if you scold them if you just uh, you know say something to them instruct them and they will come back to you <laughs> with all the more uh, force so what happens you know what what really changes why don't why can't we act like kids uh, what happens really we can we can still be the way we were born like innocent and uh, that's the way it should be like we not worried about future this uh, our stay on this earth is temporary we're not going to be here permanently some people are walking on this earth as if they are going to be here permanently like holding grudges not forgiving people and just not living their life to the fullest so it's important to uh, be like a child it takes some time to work on yourself to to go to bed and sleep like a baby to not worry so much about the future like what's going to happen because you don't even know whether you will be alive tomorrow or not like it's not a curse or a negative thing but that's the reality of life so when when we start to uh, work on ourselves and 
really behave uh, not really behave like children but our mind is like we work on ourselves to be as pure as children then we also work on ourselves to be inquisitive like not like oh this the same old world and so bored so again like work on yourself but like how curious is like, oh look that's laptop oh look at that it's recording so it's important to be the way we were and it's not like they're not there there are no people who are like that like people who are aware they will continuously work on themselves to forgive other people because uh, i have seen many people who are on their deathbed and they are re- very regretful because they wanted to say sorry to somebody they wanted to say i love you to somebody but it's too late by the time Uh, they are dropping their physical body uh, there's no time to hug their brother to say sorry or say i'm sorry to their wife or husband like i love you that so uh, this awareness is important that we are not going to be here permanently so we need to work on ourselves to be like children who forgive very easily it doesn't come that easily again you need to work on yourself so there's so much work you need to it need, you need to do it on yourself that's why keep away from negative media so that you can continue to work on your self development and live a very happy and peaceful life that's really helpful i hope that our audience are uh, you know just taking notes from this podcast and i will put the the link to ma'am's book in the description and uh, her journals also in the description so you can access that and you can also learn from her and uh, i also wanted to speak about the corporate rat race uh i'm sorry i'm calling that a rat race because actually you know i felt that and many people feel like that that uh, it's a rat race when where every person is pulling each other's leg and trying to get ahead for no reason uh there are insecurities for no reason um as we said that you know people tend to you know argue with each other or fight with each other or uh, pull somebody down uh, and you know it's very common in corporate rat race and uh, uh, yes it happens despite the fact that there is so much of abundance in the world like there is nothing like that if you snatch someone's work or you know if you uh, try to put somebody down you will be looked upon you know superior to him or her there is nothing like that uh, but people don't realize that and when they realize uh, it's too late sometimes and i really believe that if my audience somebody you are listening if you are also in the same situation uh, especially in your mid career where you feel like oh my god you know why i am doing this uh, even if i pull somebody down or or i criticize someone uh, will it make me look good maybe for some time uh, for few moments but that is too temporary just imagine that if that person carries that ill feeling for a longer time does that matter yes it matters a lot because you are spoiling the relationships so it's all about you said that you know it's, it's a very short time we are here for a very short period of time on earth so why to get into things which are ephemeral which are temporary in nature ma'am what's your comment on corporate rat race first of all uh, people need to understand that we are not born to pay the bills and die there is a purpose for our birth like why are we born so it's really important to find that purpose and that make that purpose once you find that purpose then that would be also uh, 
the area where you can continue to follow and work towards your vision and at the same time know that the universe is abundant and there is enough for all of us you don't need to snatch from other people you can continue to tap on your share by visualizing practicing visualizing using positive affirmations to change your body chemistry and brain chemistry and get your share that's truly amazing we can talk to the universe and people might think that you know it's uh, it's crazy to think like that but actually you know i have felt for myself that yes you can send waves to the universe positive waves in the outer world and you can receive positivity if you send negativity in the outer world you will receive the same so it all rebounds so i truly think like that that you know it's all about rebound whatever you are giving to the world it will come back to you maybe more than that yeah i've been practicing that so i tell my little my friends look like six months down the road and within one year i'll do this and they say look at you you did it on of course so uh, it's all about um, matching your frequencies to the universe frequencies by raising your vibration so uh, is how we say things to ourselves how we said what we what kind of our lifestyles we have routines we have uh, what do we say to about yourself it all affects our total physiology so once we understand that then you raise your vibrations that high that you are you're able to match with the universe vibrations and things will come to you accordingly <laughs> yeah yeah and that's really an art and i'm really interested in learning that and i really want my audiences to be learning that because that's something that will give you a real success you know just forget about the material things you will get that if you are if they are made for you if that is good for you you will definitely get that if they are not good for you you won't get that because universe has decided everything which is fair and given to you so you will get it so don't worry about anything else uh, that's my, you know that's my core belief also don't have any negativity in your energy field when it comes to money because there was a time of that i don't want money i don't need money i you know that kind of thing so it also blocks your energy field when it comes to money so you need to keep it open that i'm ready to receive large amounts of money is coming to me there are many affirmations which you can practice uh, so it's, it's you, you need to also know that once you say that i have enough or i don't need it you're also causing that blockage in your energy field so like universe is like look like i want to give you but then i don't need it so make sure that you're not saying any negative things yeah amazing yeah that's that's a key message that okay you know don't become a saint you know unless you feel like that so ask for you know if you are looking for a for a dream car or for your you know for more money more wealth of course that also requires so ask to the universe you know send vibrations like that and things will happen you know things will start forming and universe listens and enables empowers you with more skills more knowledge your entire mindset starts working in that direction so that's of course uh, thank you for correcting me also because yeah i was thinking like a saint and you know just forget about the world and you know believe that okay everything so, yeah the more we receive the more we can help others so i i'm receiving it so that i can help people whom i want to help that's great yes and uh, especially in this environment people need to help each other 
because ultimately everyone is in the same boat this world is too small it might there might be billions of people around but yes it's a small world and it's we are in the same boat so whenever there is an opportunity if you are empowered enough uh, let's help each other in whatever way you can it may not be monetary it may not be financial it can be uh, mental support you can motivate a lot of people uh, yeah so that anyone can do if you have learned something uh, please you know spread it out my audiences i'm especially you know uh, giving this message because yes we can help each other uh, a lot there are people who are in worse situations than you isn't it and if you believe that you are the person who is in the worst situation then i don't think so because there are millions and billions of people who are uh, not well off like you but you can do something for them when you're working towards your you're walking on the path of least resistance so if there's no resistance you're getting full towards your vision you're achieving attaining whatever you want in life then you can be there for others like what i did I've been uh, providing support to people who are having mental health issues. Although I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, but somehow I had this uh, blessing to be able to attend to the phone calls uh, by people who are having suicidal thoughts. So I have saved 26 people who were having suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So when you are able to take control, you feel empowered. Then. everything is in order like your body mind soul is all aligned and you are in tune like kind of a, there's a network connection between you and the universe then you feel very peaceful and you are able to help others like i'm a real life volunteer i help others every single day yeah that's a great message man and uh, i'm so happy and uh, yeah i know that you have saved so many lives and i have read uh, some news and uh, updates like that uh yeah i'm really honored to have you here and you really spoke about a very important subject so societal tendency is it just because of negative feelings uh i have uh, read a lot of books and uh, especially uh you know sai baba who i believe in so you know he in some books it is said that he was having a suicidal tendency because he was about the form the body you know so for him the physical body was something uh, which was like okay you know because you have to have a physical existence but he was much more than that so he also had those kind of tendency i, I might be wrong because i have read it um, but yes there are people who are so positive and at a point in time you know they uh, just feel like that you know i'm over and about the physical form and you know they just want to do these things you know is it just because of negativity or there are any other factors also which influence or just you know escalate this kind of thought process it's mainly due to an imbalance uh, when it comes to neurochemicals so there is imbalance in the brain and the person starts to have this kind of uh, thoughts so it's really important to know that thoughts are mere thoughts like one thought comes and goes and just see thoughts as thoughts and till we don't involve our feelings and emotions to thoughts thoughts don't work on really harm us they don't bite they don't attack thoughts are thoughts so it's really important to know that and when there is 
the, the damage is uh, severe when it comes to imbalance in the brain. That's where people have self-harm tendencies and all. So these kind of people then are being taken to uh, mental health institute. But if somebody is having it like irregularly and if the person is able to share with the family members, then the family members need to make sure and the friends and someone like me who is uh, receiving this kind of person, we need to remember that we can't dismiss it by saying that don't feel this way. What happens in most of the cases is like, why are you feeling it? You got everything on earth and there are so many celebrities who uh, ended up committing suicide because no one understood them. The family members did not understand them. So it's really important to understand that yes, it's happening. Like this person is really feeling it. And then be there for that person uh, without judging the person. Because most of the times when someone says like, oh, I'm like saying, why are you doing this? You, you are okay, you're fine. And then you shouldn't be feeling this way. You know? Like this is how people speak to the people who are with So it's really important to be there and just listen. What these people who are having suicidal thoughts need is someone to understand, someone to uh, rely on. And we don't, we don't judge them when we are attending to them. So if we take care of that particular moment when they are having it and then we help them, like especially the PTSD thing, like you have post trauma stress disorder, someone is having suicidal thoughts. So I saved many people by just telling them that, look, PTSD means post trauma stress disorder. Your body is not able to relax naturally. So you need to put in efforts to relax your body. So play some soothing piano music recorder sounds, lay your head on the pillow, some like nice, uh, even my voice I use it like breathing. So this can be done and we can save people, but there is really still no awareness. If someone is having this, also, oh, you are having so you put them in the mental hospital. So sometimes the cases are not this severe, uh, like our family members, our friends, one of them might be having it. So. When you hear somebody saying this, we need to make sure that we are there for that person to uh, be the 100% without judging that person and, and really, really know that this person might, might end up his or her life if we do not take seriously. Wonderful. So a lot of key messages from this podcast. Think about abundance, positive mindset, miracle mornings, how to start your mornings how to avoid the negative thought process. A lot of key insights, of course, you know, we don't have uh, much time here, but yes, I will try to bring to you another podcast with Nan and we'll learn more from her. And definitely uh, we'll uh, also, you know, uh, develop ourselves, evolve ourselves because learning is something which never stops. So even if you are in whatever age group you are, you know, it never stops. So we'll bring them again to our podcast and thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, any closing remarks, ma'am, for the audience? Oh, thank you so much. So next time when I come on your podcast, we can practice some laughter exercises. Uh, we can talk about laughter therapy. That's huge. That topic is huge. There's so much to learn from it. So concluding thoughts will be uh, do not postpone your happiness and do not give the keys of your happiness to someone else because most of the time we um, end up uh, living our life in a way when we are pleasing others. When we are trying to please others, we our happiness is at stake because we don't really uh, take care of our happiness. So it's important to know that 
we can't be postponing it. So we cannot live in the past by just brooding over and regretting about what had happened. We cannot be even living in the future by feeling anxious about future, which we have not seen. We have to learn how to live in this very moment. I wouldn't even say today, I'll say this very moment. Be grateful and be happy. So do not pose for your happiness. Amazing. Thank you so much for our uh, for being our guest. And definitely, you know, we'll have another podcast with you. And as you said, we'll practice laughter therapy. So please subscribe to our podcast and I will come back to you soon and you will find this podcast uh, hopefully in the next one. Ma'am, if you have time, we can release this next sure. in the next one. And uh, uh, yes, we are really looking forward. I'm really excited to practice that laughter session online. And thank you so much again for your time, ma'am. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh,